The tried wife dilemma. Traditional gender roles are back. Oh, I love this conversation. Oh my gosh, what is society coming to? Gen Z is losing their mind. Bruce Lawn. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a video by Wisecrack and it's titled Why Traditional Gender norms are coming back. I was asked to react to this. Shout out to our online community. It's a great way for you to submit videos if you aren't submitting videos. And um, this is interesting, okay? And I got some hot takes about this, all right? Something pretty strange is happening on TikTok. And no, I'm not talking about kids cramming for exams by candlelight like it's the Middle Ages. I mean this. Tradwives just believe that they are here as women for a different role, equally as important though. The trad wife dilemma. Traditional gender roles are back. Oh, I love this conversation. This is a conversation that gets you celebrated or canceled. All right. And apparently this is a trend with Gen Z on TikTok. Shout out to Gen Z, man. All right. Bad wives trend, married women practicing traditional gender roles, has its male corollary too. In recent years, popular influencers in the manosphere have sought to reignite supposedly lost values of traditional masculinity, urging for a return to the way things used to be. So what's going on? We live in an era of a widespread rejection of traditional sex and gender norms, a decreased interest in organized religion, and a rise of non-traditional relationship structures like ethical non-monogamy. All else, all completely destroying the fabric of society. I like how he brushed over that, but most of our issues in society literally can be tied to those three things. No more religion, decreasing that, no more monogamy, right ethical non ethical non monogamy yuck this is a sickness of the highest order Ugh. yuck so a retreat to traditionalism seems well strange are we regressing back to some imagined blissful past this man showed his hand completely with the jordan peterson bit are we becoming new puritans or is trad life just a new astrology another way for us to find meaning well, let's find out in this Wisecrack edition when nostalgia gets toxic. People are looking to tradition for meaning, and not just TikTokers cosplaying Betty Draper. There's been heated discourse about sex scenes in movies, with many young people objecting, on principle, to seeing Hollywood stars boned down in 4K. This brother's framing that as if this is a bad thing. By the way, the lead star of You asked for no more sex scenes. He's not a conservative or a Christian. And he's framing this as if it's bad. People don't want to see other people fake happening. Oh my gosh, what is society coming to? Gen Z is losing their mind. Ah. Side note, there are actually fewer scenes in movies today. But That's a W. Biggest production companies seeking the widest possible international audience find PG-13 films to be a safer bet. Thank God these kids didn't come of age in the era of basic instinct and wild things. Yeah, because those movies were freaking terrible for young people. Friends and all these goofy movies, teens, all that stuff. Anyway, there's also been a rise of Catholic conversion among millennials. Now, this I've never known about. Ca Catholic, Catholics, y'all? Y'all out here evangelizing? 
Respect, man. Y'all out here doing it. Apparently, SEX scenes are down, which is somehow a bad thing. And Catholics are up. Catholics are winning, which is somehow also, I guess, a, I don't know. He's not saying it's a bad thing. Maybe he doesn't think it's a bad thing. But that's interesting. Let's keep going. Popularized by Red Scare podcast co-host and cousin Greg's short-lived crush, Dasha Nekrasova. Formerly known as Bernie-loving sailor socialism, Nekrasova has embraced an extremely traditionalist version of Catholicism, one which rejects basically any and all progressive changes made in recent decades. The Catholic aesthetic is also influencing fashion, where we're seeing an increased Catholic aesthetic. <laughs> emphasis on modesty and accessories like rosaries and crucifixes, though it's unclear whether the trend is sincere, ironic, or a mixture of the two. As author Tara Isabella Burton writes, the idea of the rebellious traditionalist, someone who at once hungers for an idealized past and is somehow considered thoroughly punk rock for doing so, is a perennial one. Isn't it interesting how things came back around? Particularly in reactionary and far-right circles. Burton's comparison of contemporary... And I hate that this is all, uh, this all gets categorized as far right, right? Like he literally points out in one sentence that this is actually society coming full circle, that the things that were rebellious are now common and are, therefore they're not cool. And, and some of these folks might be coming back around to like gender roles because that is the new, like being Christian is the new punk rock. Instead of just leaving it at that, it, it has to be a uh, right wing and toxic. The Bible really is true. And that if people actually lived God's ways, it would alleviate all of our social ills, all of them. If people, let's just say, waited until they were married in order to be intimate. Let's just say that like everyone did that. Everybody did that. You have to get your life together. You have to be able to, to, to take care of a spouse. You have to be able to financially provide. And then you got married and then you were intimate. You have to be a complete goober to think that that would be a net negative for society. That would eliminate STDs. That would eliminate a lot of broken hearts, broken hearts from relationships. That would eliminate fatherlessness. That would, right? Like almost all these things would be completely, completely obliterated if people actually lived out what the scriptures teach. Yet he's framing it as, well, it's the system's fault and the times are uncertain. Like, or people just woke up and were like, duh. Some of these things are good. Not all of them, but some of them. Well, Professor Catherine Hughes notes that in earlier centuries, it had been usual for women to work alongside husbands and brothers in the family business. In the Victorian era, men and women's roles became more sharply defined than at any time in history. Who benefited from this? The Industrial Revolution is who benefited from this. My wife runs our household and helps us with the bookkeeping of our business. So... In earlier centuries, it had been usual for women to work alongside their husbands and brothers in the family business. Yeah, that's what Proverbs 31 says. Go to the source materials, my guy. Don't go to society taking something and, and appropriating it without understanding the source of things. Because that's the issue is that we take stuff from the Bible and we appropriate it and we mess it up. And instead of looking at the first half of this, in earlier centuries it had been usual for women to work alongside their husbands and brothers in the family business, which is a W, it was, con it was, it was conflated into men and women's roles becoming sharply defined that, that, than at any time in history. Why? Because, because there were people entering the labor force, women entering the labor force. Gender roles had also come into question since, during World War II, women entered the workforce in droves and proved to be just as capable as men. And again, a And that happened because, uh, unfortunately, men were away fighting a war. That wasn't good. We were in a world war. Women had to enter the workplace because like stuff needed to get done. 
Alongside this change came a reactionary fetishizing of domesticity and pressure towards conformity to rigid gender roles. Once the war ended, women's employment was no longer encouraged, and federal and civilian policies replaced them with returning soldiers. Middle and upper class women were left to entertain themselves with jello molds and Valium. It's always the, it's always the outside. It can never be the inside. It can never be that folks just kind of wake up and go, yeah, you know, a lot of this nonsense we're being sold is just that. It's nonsense. You can't have it all. You can't have the amazing marriage and the amazing career and the amazing body and the amazing kids. Can't do it all. Take the trad wife phenomenon. It's often painted by outlets like The Daily Wire as a culture war between blue-haired feminists and good Christian women who follow biblical expectations like submit yourself unto your husbands as unto the Lord. But some scholars argue that this is simplistic and prefer to see renewed interest in trad culture through the lens of capitalism's outsized expectations on women. Again, he brushes over the scriptures yet again, so let's let's go to the original sources, shall we? Hey, you wanna see something crazy? 67% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. Do me a quick favor, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you stay up to date on all the videos here on the Bless God Studios channel. All right, <clears throat> so let's look at it. First of all, verse 21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. There's a mutual submission that we have in the church, and this is instructions in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, about church conduct and how we are to live. Paul, is a, Paul spends the first three chapters talking about theology, and then it talks about the uh, theology lived out, pra praxology, how we are to then live as Christians, different than the world, okay? So, uh, submit to one another, out of reverence for Christ, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he uh, is the Savior. The husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so wives should also submit to their husbands in everything. What people leave out of this is the verses right after that. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And what? And what? And gave himself up for her. Didn't give himself up for his own dreams, his own ambitions, his own agenda. He gave himself up for her, for the church Husbands are to do the same thing. In the same way that Jesus loved us, the church, sacrificially, husbands are to what? Love their wives sacrificially. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or uh, any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Guys, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is substantially harder to do. Then uh, verse 22, love your wife the way Christ loved the church. Love your wife the way God loves his, his church. The only thing he ever established while he was on earth. Love your wife the way Christ loves the church. This is way harder to do by the washing with the word, uh, by the washing with water through the word. Now, washing through the word, this is in the Greek, the rima word. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not the logos word. It's not the scriptures either. This is a rima word. This is more of a prophetic, encouraging word. Okay, uh, and, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. You know what this means to me? This means to me that everything in my household may not be my fault, but it is my responsibility. How my wife carries herself, how my kids carry themselves, where my wife is with her mental health, where my wife is with her physical health, my responsibility. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. 
He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Okay, and then he goes on to say this is about Jesus and the church. This is about Christ and the church. So he's using Christ and the church as a metaphor for marriage. This is actually the context of submission. Now, one could argue that uh, husbands who love their wives this way are going to have way less reluctance to have submissive wives. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Love her until she's lovely. You have issues in your marriage? Love your wife until she's lovely. This is substantially harder, and, and this is at the cost of your own life. A part of my dreams from my life of what I wanted had to die for the sake of my family winning. Ruslan winning, in terms of the way I envisioned things, had to die for the sake of my family winning. I envisioned myself touring. I would, I would see my, my Christian rapper friends touring and how they would have so much fun. They would go tour and they'd be away and they'd do all these cool things and be on big stages. And I thought that's what I wanted to do and that's where I want to go. And then the, what I realized is what's actually healthy and stable for my family is for me to constantly be within arm's reach of my kids. This is not no uh, woman submit to me, woman you aren't allowed to have an opinion. This is, this is not that. This is not that. Now, I'm going to come back to an idea of some things that's going to challenge women here in a second with some actual statistics and some actual facts. But men aren't off the hook here. Men are not off the hook. This is not, uh, this is not Andrew Tate, guys. This is not uh, uh, Kevin Samuels. This, th verse 25, Andrew Tate and, and Kevin Samuels, and all these guys, yeah, they love verse 23. But this is not that. Verse 25 is lay down your life. In general, when society is under pressure, it becomes easier to look backwards than to forge new norms. As a story in Mark Lilla puts it, one need not have read Kierkegaard to know the anxiety that accompanies historical consciousness. That inner cramp that comes when time lurches forward and we feel ourselves catapulted into the future. Take the example of recent criticism of scenes in movies and television, like the discourse over Penn Badgley's discomfort with them, or whether an explicit scene in the show Swarm was necessary. When faced with the complexities of work in media, as well as Hollywood's history of mistreating actors and sex scenes, the simplest answer could reasonably seem to be, maybe it's just too complicated. Let's- No! No, maybe we don't need to watch other people fake pretend to have sex. Maybe that's weird. Maybe that's just weird. And the fact that we're so desensitized to it is a bigger indication of how wicked and bizarre and freaking weird and perverted we are and not that the people don't want to see more sex scenes that they're weird. What if, what if, People, in the, the, the reality that, 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 that they have natural law and, and, and eternity is written in our hearts, said, yeah, this is kind of weird. Like, we watch people on screen a fake pretend to have sex and find it erotic. I mean, maybe this is just not, like, maybe we shouldn't be watching what other people do in the privacy of their own home. But the reactive desire to limit sex scenes could have unintended consequences. Like the censoring... <laughs> What? What unintended consequences could there be? Presentation, or even the return of something like a audience-enforced version of the old-school Hayes Code. The code banned perversion in movies, resulting in the exclusion of queer people and healthy depictions of sex. Oh my now, gosh, because people need to be represented in movies, and, and we need to make sure that we know what it's like when, when they do it, because, you know, when they do it, it's the same as when heterosexual people do it. <sighs> Concerns about or they could just not happen in movies at all because they don't really add much to movies at all. Here's something to think about. 
86% of women will have kids. 86%. A high percentage of those women prefer that. I'd say the vast majority of them prefer to be mothers at some point. Because, you know, if they aren't, then like our civilization ceases to exist. I know, I know it's very... Out of the 86% of women who have kids, they then surveyed the women who have kids and work full-time, and they found something interesting. They found 56% of women with kids that are 18 and under would have preferred to stay home with their kids. It's a Gallup poll. Google it. Fact check me. And that's with kids 18 and under. So it'd be interesting to see how that, 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 that study, if they would have done it on women with kids 5 and under, 10 and under. So maybe people going back to traditional values or, or whatever, remove Jesus from it, are just thinking, well, hold on, hold on a second. Statistically speaking, I'm going to have kids. Most people want to have kids. And if I have kids, maybe I should find a man that's going to allow me to stay home and raise my kids. That's going to create the kind of economic opportunity for me to stay home and raise the kids so that I don't have to push out a human and 12 weeks later be at work. Because, you know, women's liberation and independence while I'm paying someone else to raise my kid. Maybe it's actually way more pragmatic than the systems out to get us and, uh, you know, the LGTV transformers need representation. Maybe it's just, hey, uh, I want to have a baby and I don't really want to send my baby away at like three months old and pay someone else to raise the baby for me. And you know what? The people that are the men that 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 can create the type of environment for me to stay home tend to be a bit more conservative and and, 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 and they'll lay down their life for me so that I can 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 uh, uh, stay home with the baby. But in exchange, I gotta submit to them. In exchange, I, I gotta I I, I I I I you know we're gonna have some chores. He's gonna take out the trash. He's gonna make sure the cars are fixed. But I gotta make sure the house is clean. I gotta make sure dinner's ready. Maybe this is young people for the first time thinking a couple years ahead. Maybe there's an order to all of this and the man and the woman working together and raising a family together. But in the order of things, the man is the, the head in the same way that Christ is the head, but yet the man is called to lay down. Maybe it's not the system. Maybe it's not society. Maybe, it, maybe it's actually the way God wired it. And I also find it extremely interesting that the more liberal you are on the spectrum of all these things, the more likely you are to be depressed and anxious. And the less, and the more conservative you are, I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to control the controllables. I'm going to work hard. Hey, when we, when, when we have kids, I want to give my wife the option to stay home so she can raise the kids so she can be a mommy. I'll go out there. I'll sacrifice my dreams for the sake of my unit, my family unit. Those people tend to be less likely to be divorced. I mean, le le less likely to be divorced, less likely to uh, not be sexually fulfilled, less likely to have mental health issues, less likely to, right? I can keep going on and on. So maybe it's actually way more pragmatic than that. More likely to have meaning in their life. They're more likely to be in church, more likely to be practicing their faith. So maybe it's not society is trying to do this and that. Maybe people are waking up and just going like, yo, this whole thing of like, you can be the cosmopolitan woman and like have it all is just a lie. It's just not true. I'm sure you guys are familiar with this. They found out that 45% of working women 
are going to be single and without kids by the year 2030. 45% going to be single and without kids by the year 2030. Now listen, there are some women that they prefer to be single. There's some women that don't want kids. But 86% do. And now the modern career woman trope is going to end up without a marriage and without a family and without kids. And guess who benefits? Guess who's excited for this? The corporations that are going to benefit greatly. Why? Because women do the majority of the consumer spending in our country. So you remove the anchors of family and responsibility and home life. And what are you going to get? You're going to get more money pushed into the economy. You're also going to get a lot more sales of cats. Hey, this clip is from our daily after-party stream. If you enjoyed it, consider signing up for our Patreon community for only $5 a month where you get access to the replays of our daily after-party streams as well as the uncut extended versions of our podcast, Discord access that's private, and a discount code for our merch store, only $5 a month. And ultimately, it's the best way to help us conceptualize the gospel of Jesus using media, podcasting, and of course, YouTube. The link for that is in the description or in the pinned comment. The perks are amazing. You should get on there. It's only $5 a month. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.